Good afternoon and good evening and good morning and good well happy belated 4th of July I say to every one of my fellow 3D enthusiasts. Uh, thank you so much to everyone for joining the stream. Uh, Julia just had a great idea. Why don't we just go cancel the stream just have chat today because it is so hilariously funny. I'm so happy that we're saving all these messages so if you're missing any jokes they're on discord in the stream chat log just in case you want to relive the moments because they are seriously funny. So thank you so much for hanging in there with me. I'm a little bit delayed today because I was a little bit sleepy but also because I was playing with a super secret animation project. It's not secret at all. It's just animation takes forever to do. And I was playing with a little toon mouse uh, from 3D Universe because I've discovered an amazing new tool to bring animations into Dash Studio for free. And I was thinking about you there, Karen. So uh, I'll, I'm off next week. I'm going to make some videos about that and show you everything you need to know in order to play with that. And that'll hopefully get you some better walk animations that you didn't get on the DAS store so far. Ooh, what's happening outside? A bit of, bit of noise going on there. One of those things. <laughs> hey, so today it's all about DeForce magnets, of course. It's been a question that has been asked several, several times, and I'm uh, hoping to shed some light on it. So many people have contacted me even before I bought the product. It was recently on sale. It's by Escher and Riversoft. Uh, this is the product I'm talking about. Uh, this is it. So yes, the DeForce magnets. And you can do something with those that you can't do with Das Studio alone. There's something you, you can, this effect that we see here, you could potentially do this with Das Studio and without this uh, product by using a rigid follow node and the magic in using these things is literally to grab a vertex of the object in question so it could be a plane that has a lot of geometry could be any other object and then apply the regular default simulation to it but make sure that the simulation is kind of frozen in one vertex and that's, that's possible with a rigid follow node. And what really makes these magnets shine is that they can use more than one fixed point. And that is how you can make fantastic, interesting effects. So I will show you what I know. I'm certainly no expert on it. I've only bought them last week, but I thought, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's build something with them. I was able to make a couple of exciting things, if I could, if I could just find them. So this is the render, first of all. This is the render that I was waiting for. Uh, that's partly why the stream was delayed and because I was still playing with a mouse and all that. So this is done. This is a set that is currently on sale at, DAS, at the DAS store for $2.99. It's the, what's it called again? iDreams from Iron Man 13. That, that should be the hand gesture for Iron Man 13. Uh, 10 3. There we go. And uh, $2.99. You get the whole set. It's like a little corner. I'll show you all about that. And it was made before DeForce came along. So it has a morphing kind of blanket thing that depending on the pose of the character underneath it, you can kind of morph into shape. So he's probably done this with the clothing simulation depending on the poses. But we're not going to use that. We're going to use the regular DeForce simulation to drape the blanket and also use the magnets to kind of pull him closer to the character. And that's how we can make bulges like this. And they wouldn't be possible just by putting the blanket onto the character. That'll be possible with DeForce, but it'll just kind of just drape over the character. And in this case, we're going to go and, um, uh, you know, pull that into place there a little bit. 
but D-force magnets are also exciting because they can... I know there's a bit of lag here, isn't there? Crazy stuff. They can make something like this. So this is the two points in action. So each point of these, this is just a regular plane here. That's, that's of course not a product. These are just regular points and one is animated at a different time than the other, but they both pull two different points out of the same plane and then do that. So we'll build this scene and we'll mess around with the bed scene and we'll see, we'll see how it goes and we'll see where we go. Crazy stuff. So how do you, how, yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of okay as well. My mixer though is currently literally flaking out all the time. So I have to literally every two minutes click the refresh button on my browser to bring that feedback. And now it's actually, yeah, now it's, now it's back again. But it's one of those things, it's kind of, it's slightly annoying when that happens. Perhaps then, you know, switch over to YouTube if the viewing experience is better. There's also, uh, apart from YouTube, there's also Twitch, I believe. Let me just put a link to my Twitch into the chat. Oh, actually, my bot is doing that. There we go. If I've programmed some of these things in that if you have a question about uh, where what link is, you can... You can uh, post exclamation mark followed by the service you want to know about. So exclamation mark Twitch will give you the Twitch link and exclamation mark YouTube will give you the YouTube link and, and so forth. So um, there we go. And of course it works with Mixer as well, does it? There we go, it works with Mixer as well. That is my link to Mixer. And of course this is my link to YouTube. So if the viewing experience is better there, then we'll just live with lag today, if it is. Or just hit the refresh button, hopefully that'll you know, that'll, that'll be, that'll all get better. It's, is it, it's YouTube today? Okay, cool. I'm going to keep an eye on Mixer, but you know, if you want to switch to YouTube, no problem at all. That's what multi-streaming is all about. It's an interesting uh, multi-streaming fact, by the way. I've, I've got an email from the multi, <laughs> from the multi-streaming provider, restream.io, and they told me that I'm streaming with their service more than 85% than all their other users. So that's super exciting. Awesome stuff. But anyway, let's get going and see how we can make scenes like this and how we can use the DeForce magnets. There's one other thing I just wanted to use, which is my little orange icon here. There we go. So I've currently got a scene open here. That is the bed scene. And uh, I will go and save that just to let you know how I've made all this. Uh, there are, these are the magnets here, the D-Force magnets that are parented to the blanket. So I'll show you how to do that. The rest of it is just the bed and the scene here. This is, this is, the, whole, this is the whole scene here. And uh, one character, Genesis 3 characters in there. And there's also a spotlight, which I haven't actually touched. That just gives a little bit of light onto that scene. Uh, but other than that, the magic, of course, happens in the animation that drapes the blanket over the character. And this is a mixture of applying deforce to the object and then adding the magnets and then making the magnets. I think I've used three of them. They pull into this direction here. I think I haven't, the only thing I haven't done is save the camera position here. So create a new camera from the perspective view and just lock that in here. And now I'm going to save it, and then we'll go get going.
that is true, Christina. There was a message. I believe that was uh, that was where was that? Was that only on the mobile application? It's that little gear icon on my web browser. It looks like it's still in place, but that may certainly give you a better viewing experience. So there's that little gear icon. If you're watching on Mixer on the desktop, little gear icon at the bottom right and there's a setting that says uh, low latency and on some browsers it can't actually be enabled looks like they have had problems with that and if you disable then you have a kind of the the um the what's it called the the low latency that we that we love from mixer you've got a similar experience than on youtube but uh, if you disable it then there's also more data that buffers and then the viewing experience may be better Karen, good point. I will put some of the links into the chat and also in the description um, later on. Let me have a look at the items we're using today. Oh wow, that looks terrible. Mine looks mine looks much better. Julius just showed me her return. That looks looks crazy. So there's of course the magnets here. Uh, and Julia, can you post some links into the into the chat? Okay, so uh, you, you already know the magnets. This is the other product here, available for $2.99 right now, if you're a member of the Platinum Club, I believe, and you get the whole set here. So uh, that is... I think I just need to start one more service here. <laughs> Frank, thank you so much. That's very exciting always to hear thank you so much for joining us on the live stream um yes that's that's great to hear thanks I've, i always love comments like that so this is what we get we get some poses we get the whole set we get a bed and that's what attracted me to this scene because we get the bed and we get this fluffy kind of blanket here and we get poses for both genesis 3 uh, female and male in this set so we can go and you know do something with it i was briefly thinking to not use the duvet and literally just use the uh, use uh, plane for this that also works and yes karen if you look on the desk store you'll you'll probably find it i may not have a chance to post the links until the end of the stream get these poses here so we'll pick one of those and build our little scene this is all you get for 2.99 it's crazy stuff and also for 2.99 is this item here also, yes, that was iDreams. There we go. Oh, there we go. Awesome stuff. No need to buy it. Awesome. This was also available for $2.99. One of my favorite clothing manufacturers, out of touch, from Rotenburg an der Wimme. Very exciting stuff. That's, I used to live very close to that. So in case you're watching out of touch, you're making good stuff. And, you know, if it's available for $2.99, that is exactly the kind of... It looks, it's, it's, says it's a bikini. But I think it's more like lingerie. And I thought, you know, because we're not allowed to show anything on toward on YouTube or anywhere else, I thought this is the stuff that she's sleeping in, my character. And these are the magnets, of course. So there we go. Uh, let me show you, before we get started with the full scene, let me show you the principle of how the magnets work. I'm going to go and create a brand new scene here. And maybe make my timeline a little bit slimmer here and i'll do this little animation that i had going in the beginning here this one and uh, we'll recreate that or the principles of that because i think what many people have questions about the product is it's not actually the product that's difficult it's 
getting to a point where you can actually use it. So the way to do this is by the magic of a tool called the geometry editing tool. And we're kind of used to that from things like Blender and 3D modelers uh, that we usually see the geometry. But in Dash Studio, we don't often see that. We don't really touch that. So we need to use a tool that is kind of, it's not really hidden, but it's, if you're not a clothing creator, it's not something that you would often deal with. I uh, first came across this uh, not that long ago, actually, uh, when uh, Sir Munchalot told me about the fact that I can hide geometry in Das Studio. So let's start by creating a primitive. And in this case, we're going to use a plane, a regular plane, uh, that is, I believe, Y positive. That means it'll lie flat down and kind of the, the arrows pointing up, I think. Uh, and the only thing that we need to be aware of here is that it needs to have geometry. So right now it has one division, which means it has exactly four vertices, one on each corner, but there's nothing in between that. And if we wanted to use this thing with deforce, first of all, that needs to be subdivided. It needs to have a lot of geometry so that it can bend in places. So I say we'll go and say 100 divisions. And when we click that, we can see that we've got a plane. See, that would work as well, uh, Patrick. That would be that would be exactly that. That's another good idea to do. Just uh, just pull pull the tablecloth um, off the table. So right now we can't really see how many divisions our plane has. I mean, for me, that just looks like a regular plane. I don't know if it has a million points or just four. It uh, can only be made visible if you head over here to the viewport display draw style options and choose one of the wire shaded options here, either wire shaded or wire texture shaded. We don't have a, we don't have a texture on this, a wire shaded and uh, texture shaded will look exactly the same. But if you do that, then you'll find that you now see the geometry. So all these little squares here. So each of these intersections is one vertex. So it's uh, just in case you're not familiar with this, a vertex is a point in 3D space. There's two other things related to that. The vertex is a point. Then there's a line or an edge, which is whatever connects two points in 3D space. And usually that's a line that connects them. If they happen to be on the outside of something like a cube, then we often call them an edge, but usually we're just calling them a line. And then the third thing is what happens if you have three or more vertices connecting each other. And that is called a polygon often also called a facet, but we usually call it a polygon. And that's basically this, these, this little, this little, whoops, <laughs> this little gray s square here that is surrounded by you know more gray squares they they're all polygons and in my case i have a lot of them and that's just what happens when you have a lot of vertices they're all kind of connected so we need that in order to do something with it and uh, that magic tool that i was talking about is hiding under tools up here it's called the geometry editor and you can also, there's a little icon that you can put on your toolbar. I've neglected to do that. That would be kind of handy to do, but I haven't got that yet. So it's, I'm just using the, the tool menu here, Geometry Editor. And when you select that, it'll, you'll see that your 3D manipulator has gone away. And you'll, you've got some other little selection tools. So in my case, it's a little red circle. 
I'll zoom in a little bit closer to my plane here. So yeah, that's my, that's my circle. That's one part of the puzzle. But another part is that we need a second pane to actually make use of that tool properly. Right now I'm looking at the render settings and that's not going to be much useful to me. So I need the so-called tool settings. I've got them open here already. I've got them docked. But if you haven't got them open, head over to Window, Panes, and then see if you can find the tool settings. And these are context sensitive. Depending on what tool you use, the options that you'll see in that pane will be different. And the most important thing about this pane, about the tool settings pane, uh, and this is, this is important to, to use every once in a while with any of the tools that you can use in Dash Studio, uh, you, can get, you can now change the, the selection method that you have here in the main pane right now. And that's governed by this thing at the top here. I'm using the vertex selection. Those are the points. And that's what I need for the magnets. I need to be able to select one vertex and then basically parent a magnet to that one vertex and treat that differently than anything else in the scene. But up here I also have the edge selection, which is what we've talked about, the edge, that's the line when, when two polygons are connected or something like that outside line. If I go and select that, then I, can, uh, then I can select all these little bits in the middle here. They turn orange now. That's an edge. I can select multiple if I just uh, hold down, I don't know, some other magic key, I guess. Or not. Oh, there we go. Or then the last selection tool here on the top right is the polygon selection tool. And if I select that, then I can select all these faces here. That's how the geometry editor kind of works. And you can draw on this, you can save selections, and then you can do things with selections. Hide them, do anything with them add rigid followed notes to them and all that. But we, for the magnets, and this is like the, the third part of the puzzle that we need to understand, is we need to use the vertex selection tool. So I'm gonna select that and then pick myself a vertex here. So those are the three things to remember if you wanna use magnets. You have to use the geometry editing tool to be able to select a point. Geometry editing tool has to be set to vertex selection, also very important. Then you need to display your object that you want to put a magnet on in any of the wire shaded views. So wire texture shaded or just wire shaded so that you see the actual geometry. And then you can go and pick a point, the point on which you'd like the magnet to act. And then you just select that. And that turns into this exciting little half dome here. Biscuits, how are you doing? Trying to find applause. There we go. This kid gets applause. There we go. That's exactly right, Mike. She has, uh, Esha does indeed have a tutorial and still, I still get so many questions about it. I, I don't really know why people don't just ask Esha about it because she's very nice at explaining things. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things. I think sometimes people uh, find certain types of documentation a little bit overwhelming. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll, I'll make something like really easy uh, to understand. So with a vertex selected, we'll go over and uh, select, <laughs> of course, biscuits, no problem. With that vertex selected and that little dome in place here, I can zoom out so we know where that is. And I will go ahead and bring up my, my magnet tool. I use it in the smart content tab. It's hiding under utilities. And there it is, Deforce Magnets. I'm sure it's also in the Content Library tab. Why don't we have a hunt and see if we can find it? I'm thinking it's probably in my DAS 3D library. Uh, could be under Scripts. 
I'm guessing it because I've not actually looked at that. There's Riversoft Art. That's a good start. It's a combination by Riversoft Art and Escher. And there it is, uh, Deforce Magnets. There we, there we go. And you get the PDF user guide here and even a link to a video. So uh, that shows you uh, how to use the magnets as well. So I'm going to keep using the Smart Content tab. And under the Utility subfolder, I find this thing here, which is a script. And that creates me one Deforce magnet. But for that thing to work, I need to have a vertex already selected. So let me do that. What do you mean? Where does she model hair? Oh, cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you do that, you double click the script and the script is the thing that attaches a visible kind of handle now to that point. We can leave the defaults in place, hit accept, and then we see this little diamond thing come up here. It's maybe a little bit large, so you can manipulate the size when you create that magnet. You can make it bigger or smaller. It kind of depends on uh, on what you fancy. But the more important thing is now that with this magnet, it's got a connection to our selected vertex. It's now parented to my plane object here. And the most important thing is that I can take this handle now and animate it in my timeline. And that is how we can drag this thing around and do anything really with it. As soon as we have a handle selected in the scene tab, we can go usually go and animate it. And that's how, that's how these magnets work. So like with regular animations, if you open the timeline here, not the animated timeline, nothing else, just the regular timeline, make sure you're on frame zero. And usually it has a keyframe there. If not, just click it, create a keyframe with that little plus icon down here. I always like doing that because I'm, I'm not a big fan of how Das Studio handles the first frame of the animations. Something always goes wrong. I can't really tell you why. It's just, it just is. <laughs> so now, without doing anything else, I'm going to select my next position on the timeline. So in my case, perhaps I leave the default of 30 frames. I'm going to drag my playhead all the way over here to the end. And now I can go and change the position of the magnet. To do that, I need to switch over to my 3D manipulation tool again, because currently I can still select vertices and I don't see a manipulator and that's not what I want. So I'm going to go and select that from the top here, universal tool. You can also select that from the toolbar, just like I selected the geometry editor. Now I'm just using the universal tool. So either of these things will work fine and you'll see that manipulator. It may do, it may do, Karen, it may be able to close a jacket. Uh, that will be, that's probably a job that I would recommend you do in a 3D modeling program and not so much with magnets, uh, but it's worth a try. So you could do that. In a modeler, you have more options to, you know, to just do, just do other things really, uh, but it's worth a try. With the magnet selected, you can go ahead and move it now. So I'm going to move it up, perhaps up and maybe somewhat to the right, just for demonstration. And if I now move my playhead around, I can see that this is the movement that I've, that I've animated here. Whoops. Maybe I'll move it a little bit higher up on the last keyframe. So this is what the magnet does right now. The plane doesn't do anything, but that's because the plane doesn't really, isn't quite prepped yet for deforce because this, the, the magnets hook in with deforce. And for that, we need our base object to have deforce uh, 
well, I suppose the cloth engine, shall we call it, now that we have deforced cloth and deforced hair, let's just be specific about this. Let's, have, let's apply the deforced cloth engine to that. And once again, I do that by heading over to frame zero. And I've got the simulation settings tab open here. So that's the one that we need. You get that by heading over to window, panes, and simulation settings. There we go. That'll be a dockable pane. I've got that open here. And in there we have that big blue button, of course. That's very important. We need that big blue button too that you can just about see here, I think. <laughs> and that'll start the simulation, but we haven't actually uh, prepared it yet to work. Yeah, my mixer return also looks pretty terrible. Crazy stuff. My YouTube return also looks bad, so I hope you guys can see me. Can you see me? Good. Julia says it's fine. That's, that's good to know. I do use the Animorph script. Oh, sorry. I thought that was a question for me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ask Christina. So with, uh, with, our, with our simulation settings tab open, let's select our plane object. So not the magnet. This time it needs to be the plane object. And now we add a deforce modifier to that. We can do that in two ways. I always like using that little uh, context-sensitive icon up here. That's in the simulation settings, these three little lines here. When you select them, you get the deforce menu. And in the deforce menu, you get the add deforce modifier dynamic surface option. And when you do that, it creates, uh, it adds surface properties to your main object. So that needs to be applied not to the magnet, but to the base object. Click that. Seemingly nothing has happened, but that's okay. We, we could dig it out. We won't. It's fine. Uh, but to make this thing simulate properly now, oops. We need to tell the Deforce engine to look at our timeline here. So um, we do that by heading over to uh, simulation and on the frames to simulate, I'm going to point to animated use timeline by play range. I think the default is current frame. We don't want to use current frame. We want to use animated use timeline play range. And that should be enough that we can now click simulate and we'll see if this happens the way I expect it to. I might just go and save my scene just in case. I'll call it magnets demo and then you can, I can give it to you later to all my Patreon supporters in case you want to have a look at the scene. So click the big blue button and then we'll see that the magnet now goes ahead and picks up that plane and turns it into cloth. So I can also see that what I guess what I didn't have here is a ground that wasn't uh, that didn't do anything that didn't stop the cloth from falling any further. But you can that's that's fine. We can we can add that in a moment. But you can see what the magnet did. It basically picked up my plane in a certain point and lifted the whole thing up. I'm going to do this whole thing one more time, and I'll put a larger plane on the bottom here. I'll do that by creating not a camera, but perhaps another primitive here, another plane. This one only needs one division because we're not going to simulate it. And we're going to make it 50 meters in size. And there we go. That's the gray thing now. This is my ground. I'm going to go and call that ground. And I'm going to call this one here my cloth. Whoops. There. Cloth and ground. And we have one defrost magnet so far. That's all cool. So um, if I go and move my ground just a little bit 
further down so that the two geometries do not intersect and I kick off the animation again then I should see that the cloth now is being pulled in from the ground so it doesn't completely fall down it'll just be pulled in to one direction now what I've shown you so far can also be accomplished if you don't want to buy the product or if you don't if you can't afford the product right now uh, you can do this also with a so-called rigid follow node. I may make a video on that to explain that a little bit better, but if you only need one point, then you can accomplish this with something called a rigid follow node. I'm not gonna go into that here. I wanna demonstrate how this script can be useful to pick up more than one point at the same time. So with this one, now that we have this one, perhaps I'm gonna add another one here and perhaps another one here. Oh, in fact, maybe four. What do you think, four? Four too much? Three. I'll, I'll use three. We'll use this one and we'll pick another one here and another one here. Let's do that. And that's also nice for repetition because we all learn by repetition. So what I'll do now is I'll select the cloth again. I'll head over to my tool selection and I'll go back to the geometry editor because that's what we need. I thought so too, Patrick. It's, <laughs> we get caught out so many times, don't we? So I'll go and pick maybe this part here. And maybe this part here. Gives me that little orange bulge again. And uh, once again, with all that, with that in place, with that selected, I'll go and click that Deforce Magnet script again. That'll come up with the same dialogue. And size is literally the, the, the size of the magnet. So if I wanted a smaller handle, I can just make that smaller. That's cool. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll give it a slightly smaller size. It doesn't really matter. It's just, it's just for, you know, it's for my op optics here. I add that. I'll just leave that one in place. And... I've just seen that I've created, I've made a fatal, fatal flaw that happens to every animator, animator every once in a while. And if you do that in Das Studio, you're just paying the triple penalty. I'm gonna go and delete that magnet again. And the reason why I do that is because my playhead in the timeline was not on frame zero when I did that. And the reason why that's important is because Das Studio has now created an additional keyframe right here, and that is really not what I want. And there's without additional tools, there's just no way to get rid of that and move that elsewhere. So the easiest course of action is literally to just delete the magnet, learn from your mistakes, put the playhead at frame zero, and do the whole thing again. I do apologize. So pick your favorite, pick your favorite tool geometry editor with the cloth selected pick your favorite vertex there it is already double click the magnet pick whatever size you like and then do it all again maybe over here oh, make sure you select the cloth if you can't select anything it's likely that you've not selected the object in question so if I select my magnet I can't actually select anything on the cloth so that happens so select the cloth and pick another point like this one and do the same thing again add another magnet and there it is so now we have three magnets on frame zero of the animation very important
you are not just not playing with that studio no you have to keymate is another plugin that's also you know costs a ton of cash uh, that will let you do it that will let you move keyframes but it's not as easy as in regular animation programs in which you can take a keyframe and say i want to move you from frame 75 to frame 25 that studio won't let you do that and there's just no easy way um for for that to happen in das studio which is which is a bit of a shame additional tools let you do that and other programs like blender will let you do that that's right but keymate mike costs a ton of cash and you know it's one of those things that i'd expect a 3d software to have built in that type of feature so with the other two little magnets here we can we can uh, remove the current animation just by clicking clear and that animation is no longer uh, visible and we can go onto the last frame and switch back to my 3d universal tool here and then go and perhaps pick this magnet up and put that here we're on frame 30 i'm going to pick the other magnet up and also pick that up and maybe even stretch it out and move it slightly further over here yeah and that's a very luxurious function to have dreamlab and like i said carrara has it blender has it that studio does not so with all our magnets now animating in different directions we can now re-simulate that piece of cloth and see what happens i should have saved the scene shouldn't i oh, well <laughs> No, Keymate does something else. Keymate only adjusts keyframes there, Patrick. It doesn't actually care about um, about deforce. The this use timeline play range. That's the one that you set down here in the bottom right. That's on the regular um, timeline, and that's just if you had a total of say thousand frames, then the range is what's currently displayed here at the bottom right. That's that's what that does. So Keymate does not uh, does not in fact hook into that. Or does not hook in, in fact hook into uh, to um, deforce at all. Brian, how you doing? Thank you so much for joining us. We're talking about deforce magnets today, and I've just made this. So that's that's interesting. So you can you can grab. That's that's the point I was trying to make. You can grab more than one point and and animate that. So to answer your question there, Karen, it is probably possible to close a jacket with that, but you'd have to apply deforce to the whole jacket and not every clothing object that's not designed for that uh, will let you do that. So some objects that you apply deforce clothing modifier to may fall apart. Marvelous Designer has the same problem. It's just the clothing engine that does that. So this is how you use deforce magnets in principle. And uh, I think if you're already, if you don't have any uh, questions in particular about deforce magnets, which is what this session is for, so fire away if you have questions, we're going to go over and try and redo the scene I showed you in the beginning, this one here. And that's also done with magnets. We can try it instead of with that heavy duvet here, we can try it with a regular uh, plane that I've just, literally the, the one that I've just made there. We can use that same object and uh, simulate uh, something that we're draping over our character. 
Yeah, I think Patrick, the the bigger issue is also that when when you add defrost to a jacket that's kind of open and kind of hanging in place, it'll then uh, it may fall down and parts of it may fall off. So it's but I, I think it's probably easier to uh, go into a modeling program and use the proportional editing, like in Blender, for example, and you can just go and do that. I haven't seen it yet, Mike, no, but I'm planning to watch it. It's Rod's videos are usually very funny, so... I'm going to go and save the scene now in its current state. So if you want to have a look at that, uh, you can. be interesting to see what happens if you don't own the DeForce Magnet script, if, the, if these things are still in place. Like the Ultra Scatter is also a script, and once it's set up, even if you don't have the plugin, it may be able. You may be able to uh, still use the animation in it. That'd be kind of interesting. I'll go ahead and create a brand new scene here, and go and load Iron Man's I Dreams I Thirteen Dream scene in here. We have two options. We've got a preloaded set and a ready to render scene. I think I'm going to go with a preloaded set and have a quick look around and see what it looks like. Or something similar, like there's also Silo, which I don't recommend Silo crashes. It's capable, but it's crashing a lot. There's also Hexagon, that's free, that's, that has a somehow uh, lower barrier to entry, but it is worth uh, using Blender. You can use you can use ZBrush, you can use uh, any of these programs for that. I think with any of these tools it's super important that you pick the one that you feel comfortable with. There's no point in saying hey everyone uses this tool so I'll go have to learn it. If it doesn't speak to you it's not it's not a tool for you. Like if Hexagon speaks to you use Hexagon if it's only smaller modifications that you're making. It's a really simple cute little scene. This is like they're building sets in Hollywood really and this allows you to position the camera literally anywhere without having to worry about having to switch off walls. I really like it when scenes are built like that. Very cool, very cool idea. So we can't really do uh, much here in regards to camera position which is nice. Uh, we have one object here that's the blanket here, the i13RD blanket. I can lift that up that's what the bed looks like, that's what the duvet looks like. And the way Iron Man has done it here, if I zoom into the, into the duvet, with the duvet selected, if I head over to the parameters, um, then I can see that on the morphing blanket tab, there's some pose sliders here. Female pose 2, 3, 5, 8, 10, so not every pose has a, an corresponding morph and the way this product is meant to be used is you use your character you use you dial in pose number five and then you crank it up to a hundred percent and that will now have the duvet morphed in a way or the blanket or the sheet whatever you want to call it in a way that it matches with the pose so it works for any of these poses so that's how that's meant to be used also notice that there's a good uh, subdivision surface modifier applied to it as, as long as you if you crank it up you see that the geometry is not as high as when you let go of it then the smoothing is being applied and it looks much better so you can build a scene like that with this product which is currently $2.99 very cool but uh, we're not going to do that we may use the duvet I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that I'm gonna put a character in for now 
and use one of the poses that come with the product and pose the character as she's lying on the bed. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let me change my viewport over to smooth shaded and let's pick a figure. Anything Genesis 3 is good. Maybe we'll pick Maybe we'll pick, uh, let's pick Karen. I've not used Karen before. She was $2.99 the other day. I thought I'd pick her up, $2.99. Can't go wrong with products like that. Asking price is about $60, which is, you know, a little bit much, I think. So we're going over back into the environments and I'll go back to iDreams and into poses here. And that's always, that's the tricky one to, to find. I'm gonna narrow this down. This is kind of easier for me to see if I go into poses by function. I'm gonna think about a laying position. And uh, let's see. <laughs> oh yes, yes, so Julia says put some clothes on. Okay, I'll do that too. <laughs> I'll go ahead and put some wardrobe on there. I'm gonna use the palm bikini, which is actually made for Genesis 8 but it doesn't matter, it will auto-conform on Genesis 3 just as well. Just with the regular defaults there. And with that, now we can put the texture shade view back on. There we go. Perfect. So, um, as I was saying, environments, iDreams, poses, by function laying and let's pick a pose maybe this one here lying flat on the bed I do. I've got one which was free. I was going to, I just discovered that. It's a, it's a little patch you install and then any Genesis 3 pose will work on Genesis 8 without any uh, pose translation or expensive products, which is very nice. So yes, I've discovered one more. Who was the Agent Unawares? That was him. Agent Unawares. He did that. He did that. If you have a link to that, I see that's the product that costs money. No, that's the one I don't recommend. That's probably going to do a really good job, but it will create a spam call. <laughs> It'll create uh, separate poses and they'll work, but there's one that uh, is that is by Agent Unawares from DeviantArt and it's completely free. I haven't got the link at hand, but I will totally put that in Discord later. So with my character lying here completely asleep, I'm gonna go and pick up the blanket and move that down to somewhere here and slightly further up as well. So it's important that the geometry does not intersect with the bed or with the feet or with anything. So I'll make sure that doesn't happen. I'm just gonna pause that here, park that in position right now and then I'm going to hide it because I want 
I want to try this first with the regular plane, much like what we've just tried there with um, uh, with the plane that I've uh, that I've just that I've shown in the demo. I'll go and create a new primitive here. This one can just be, uh, let's say, a two-meter plane, and divisions we're going to go and say 100 here. Plane we're going to call that makeshift duvet. Makeshift duvet. Yes. Sorry about that spelling mistake. There. And now we'll go and follow the same patterns here, so make sure it doesn't intersect with the geometry. I'm using this because it may be just quicker and simpler and easier to animate. I'll go ahead and add a deforce clothing, uh, deforce surface modifier to that. And I'm not going to put that right on the top here because I want the magnets to do that. There's a foot poking through, I'll do that. Uh, with the makeshift duvet selected, hit onto deforce dynamic surface, do that. And now it's magnet time. I want frame zero, very important to remember that. Uh, head over to Tool, Geometry Editor. Also switch my viewport over to something in which I can see the geometry. That's a little heavy, by the way, on the on viewport performance. And I'll say we'll go and pick, we'll pick maybe two, maybe two magnets. Uh, actually, uh, one here, this one, go back to my deforce magnets under utilities, deforce magnets, click on one of them. That's cool. And then I'll move over here and I'll bring some of this over here too. So with the duvet once again selected, I'll go and maybe select this one here, add a magnet to it. And accept. That's the exact one I mean, Christina. That's exactly the one, and it works so remarkably well. Kudos to Agent Unawares for making that happen. It's just so cool when that happened, when I found that. It was just so, so exciting. Now with the two magnets in place, I don't know if we need a third one. We'll look at that. With these two in place, I'm going to go and uh, switch back over to my 3D manipulator tool. And... I'm on frame zero right now, that's perfect. I'm gonna go over to frame 30 in my timeline and go and move this over here. So this is now imagining the end position of where I would like that thing to be. Further over there, further down. End positions of magnets, you sometimes depending on how heavy the geometry is, like literally how, uh, how many polygons there are and if it has an underside and all that you may have to exaggerate the position so sometimes you have to when when there's a lot of stuff to be dragged around then two magnets may not be enough and you have to use more and you have to kind of change the surface properties of the of the thing you're pulling around there's a lot of experimentation involved with my other magnet selected, I'm also going to put that further over here. I'd like for the, for the duvet to maybe even be here, roughly. Oops. Why do my shortcut keys no longer work? What's going down here? 
my alt key has decided he doesn't want to work anymore in the scene. There we go. Awesome. Thank you, alt key, for staying with us. This needs to be further down. I don't want the duvet to hover here. I want that to be uh, down there. And then all the collisions, that'll be taken care of by, uh, by deforce. Maybe here. I don't want to bury her head underneath it. But yeah, that's a good, it's maybe a good starting point. This is where our magnets are now. This is where they're coming from. Oh. I guess my camera must have been selected here. That's totally not what I wanted to do. I'll go to my perspective view there. Maybe that was what the, what the confusion was about there. Animations are, of course, a nightmare. So there we go. Yes, there. So that's my, my, my other camera that was moving there. I don't really need that camera that came with the scene, so I'm going to go and delete that. I didn't want that camera at all. I don't know, Mike. That's a good question. I've only tried it with the female characters, but maybe it does work with the, with the male characters as well. It's also possible that he has another tool for that. That could be. I can't quite remember. Yeah, get in touch with Agent Unawares on, on DeviantArt. He's, he's good at communicating with the, with the community. With the duvet selected, I forgot if we've actually set a dynamic surface modifier up. I forgot if we did that. Did we do that? No. I'll, I'll just do it again. It doesn't matter if there's two of them. It's, it's, it'll, only, it'll only do this once. And with that selected, maybe I'm going to go and save my scene. Thinking of Patrick here. Very good. Very good point. So I'll go uh, bed scene stream. What is with my spelling today? Maybe I need coffee. And now we're ready to simulate this thing. Let's see what happens from the side. Okay, are we ready for this? Come on, let's do this thing. Duvet is falling down slowly, that's good. Rod's keyboard can't spell. Julia's keyboard is terrible. You're only typing every other letter there, right? That's kind of, it's a MacBook Pro from, MacBook Air from 2011. It just, you know, does what it wants. You can see how the magnets are shifting position a little bit. So when we had the demo going, nothing else was in the scene that had to drag this thing around. But here you can see that the, that the handles for the magnets are kind of pulling and they're having a little bit of difficulty pulling the rest of the, of the blanket behind them. So it looks like it got, it got uh, slightly uh, stuck behind our character here. So I think we need a third magnet that will, that will pull it halfway up, to, up her back, I'm thinking. Because otherwise we'll see that the, that the polygons are stretching out a little bit too much here. I'll go and switch that um, wire frame off again. It helps viewport performance a little bit. Doesn't that my alt key? Why is my alt key not working? Dude, there. Yeah, it's like my, my shortcut keys are completely ignoring me. I need to fix that. This is, this is annoying me. 
it's under customize and there we go the figure for moving yes good point very good question alien I'll show you that in a moment um, also good question I'm gonna go and see if I can bring my my modifier keys back here to that alt left click dude what is what is the issue here I don't understand the new modifier conflicts with the viewport action do you wish to continue dude I don't know what the viewport action is that this yeah continue awesome and pan is shift left mouse button right there yay it works again perfect yes yeah, so what alien is talking about is something i'll i'll show you the effect that is happening here so first of all i think we need a third magnet let's let's do that and move that sort of here maybe even two more magnets that move the that move the duvet halfway over to this section otherwise we have this spike here one will probably help We'll do one and we'll see what happens. So I can, what I can do here is go and clear the animation now so that we're back in this point. I'll go and move my playhead over to here. And before I do that, I'll, I'll show you what, what alien means. So this is what you need to do, alien here. Um, start bones from memorized pose. That needs to be switched off on, uh, on the simulation settings. So that's switched on and you bring in a character uh, that used to be in the T position or the A position, then you apply a pose and then you move the character into position. Then DeForce classes that as the memorized pose, always automatically. And when you then start the simulation, it then morphs the character from the T pose into the position that you've moved him or her into. And that can sometimes ruin things. Like in this case, I didn't want that to happen. So that's why I had to switch that off. I guess when I created a new scene, that setting was still there. So usually when I start DAS Studio again, then that, seating, that setting is still set to on. And it did catch me out a few times too, so yes. Let's go and grab that blanket again. Go back to my geometry editor. Uh, add my wire shaded view again and add maybe one more magnet here. making sure it's definitely definitely on the first frame on the zeroth frame of the animation now i'm going to go back to the last one and now i'll go with my 3d tool go move this little guy over here it's doing it again what is going on i think there's something wrong with my mouse save and restart says julia may not be a bad idea let's do that save and restart don't trust that studio as far as i can throw it there let's do that okay rod enjoy the coffee it was totally an aha moment for me as well alien it's uh yeah it's one of those things <laughs> okay oh we can test that theory in simulation settings under simulation yeah there we go start from memorized pose is now on. Huh. 
Oh, you found one for male characters. Very good. Thank you so much, Christina, for posting that on Discord. That is very cool. By the same maker, I take it. Is there also one, just if you know this, by the way, is there also one that does it the other way around that allows me to use Genesis 8 poses on Genesis 3? It does it both ways? Oh, okay. Awesome. Good, good. So, um, makeshift duvet with... Oh, look at that. Yeah, so there must have been an issue with Das Studio because where is that other magnet? I can see it in the scene, but I can't see it in the scene tab. <gasps> What's going on? Oh, that's parented to the blanket. We don't want to do that. Interesting. So, wire shaded. Playhead back to frame one. Go to Tools, Geometry Editor. Select the duvet. Pick a spot. Maybe this one here. Go find Utilities, Deforce Magnets, Utilities. Add the script to it. Brings the handle up. Change back to 3D Manipulator tool. Move the timeline over to the last frame of the animation. Ah, keyboard shortcuts seem to work. It's all, it's all going my way today, isn't it? Awesome. Move it up here and then move it down. It rests just over her shoulder there. It depends on, sometimes I think pauses, it's difficult to make them uh, pauses, but it's also what, I, what I'm a little ambivalent about are these products that say, hey, this is a pause generator or something that lets you, that's trying to, they are trying to save you the work of creating poses and they create half upper body, half lower body, that sort of thing. And I'm always thinking, yeah, that's, that's, more, that's more work using the products like that than just to, to learn how to pose properly. Because there are um, posing tools that you can use and it's, uh, you know, it's just a matter of knowing what pose looks natural and then just dialing that in. I think there's no, no real solution of buying... Uh, buying a pose for every eventuality they're, they're kind of you know like um, if you have the same pose sets for two different characters I think sometimes it's enough to have it for one character and if the other character is a bit curvier and the hands kind of dig into the hips well you just go and take them out if and when you need that that's that's faster and way cheaper than uh, trying to trying to buy a pose product for literally every eventuality that's that's just not not possible so I'm not a big fan of those types of products. Yes, that's one of the major things they they changed in Genesis 8, that they went from a T-pose to an A-pose. That's apparently easier for... Um, 
for defaults to deal with that. The T pose is very extreme in the shoulders, so that's that's kind of the, the regular pose that character the creators model things in, but it's it deforms the, the upper body too much. So an A pose is closer to the uh, arms are away from the body. A cloth can kind of fall on there and then a pose can be dialed in. That's why they did that. So it doesn't look fantastic, so it needs a lot more fiddling with, but I hope this is going to get you started on the way to, to deforce. So um, uh, you can try it with other geometry as well. The principle would be the same for, for other things. You can also now go and take the whole duvet and move it up a notch if you think, or move it down if you think it's not quite in the right position. You can uh, just treat it like a regular uh, object as well. You can, if, you, if you think it needs a bit of... Uh, work you can you can tweak it or you can set more magnets put them in different positions and all that so um, yeah or re-simulate it anything you like like uh, I tried it with the other duvet the one that comes with this and that uh, worked that worked but it was fiddly it was uh, there's a lot of work that I had to uh, put in in order to make it look okay so uh, that's because that was a much denser geometry there but yes this is essentially how you do it this is how you use magnets and you can use it for anything you can use it for hair you can pick a point on hair and have a figure kind of pick up her long hair I might do a, a render with that um, with some of Biscuit's hair that may that may look very nice um, or you can use it with skirts or you can use it with shirts or you can you literally use it with anything uh, tablecloth like Patrick said that was a cool idea too so there we go Christina, I, was, I looked at that as well. I've, I've downloaded the, the trial version for Marvelous Designer 8, and I thought that as well. I thought, what a cool feature. I'll try it out, and it doesn't work with Genesis characters. So I don't know. It's crazy. I'd, ever since I've discovered these bounding points there, I was thinking, yeah, it's just too much work to create them for every figure. So I just, I just thought, you know, it, it has to work without it. One final thing that I wanted to share with you, the magnets, you can still see them. They're still gray little bits here. So if we were to apply a shader to the duvet, uh, perhaps I can, I can find something uh, quickly. Any kind of eye ray fabric shader. Do I have a fabric shader? Yeah, there we go. Maybe we'll just, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a green, it's a green duvet now. You can see that the magnets here are still visible so they're, they're visible objects so if you want to make them invisible uh, there is a portion of the script there that i haven't quite worked out yet uh, i just go and and turn them off in the scene tab that'll just make them invisible so just that little eye icon here and then the the visibility of them is gone there are other goodies in the script in the script folder which are shaders, so those are surface properties for the friction settings of the thing you're using, default, low, and, uh, and that. There's also some simulation settings uh, that have to do with collision, but Escher explains all that in the manual that comes with it, and as I said, the manual can be uh, grabbed from the documents folder. There's a usage guide video here, and there's the PDF user guide here that you can read, and hopefully that gets you started on your way to making funky things with deforce magnets. And if you've made some, then uh, please go ahead and let me know. Drop a link uh, in either one of my YouTube videos or on Discord if you want to do that. Uh, also, Discord. Speaking of Discord, if you're not on it, uh, join us. I think if I do that, 
that brings up a link to Discord. Join us on Discord. It's a very nice, handy way to join our little community and, and have fun and have chats outside of live streams. Um, and eventually, I want to make that a Patreon perk. So it's supposed to be a closed group. It's not going to be an open thing. But until the end of the year, um, you know, I may give out invitations uh, to, you know, like-minded individuals such as you. So there we go. Thank you so much for uh, watching. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments. And I will see you tomorrow, of course, for Subnautica Saturday. <laughs> Very nice. And uh, we'll, we'll see what we can find there. We have a big plan. We want to we shift things around. We want to explore the Lost River tomorrow. So it's going to be a nice off-the-cuff session. Also, later today even, uh, Julian and I are thinking maybe there'll be another spontaneous Voodoo Vince session because uh, Christina's in hospital and she's getting better. That's good. But she needs all the entertainment she can get. You know how boring hospitals or the stay in a hospital can be. We're always, always imagining that it's a, like a very very long distance flight not one from here to sydney but one from you know from here to whatever the moon or something and all you can really do there is to just lie in bed and just go all i need to do is time it's a bit like prison in that way you're getting better but you have to mentally kind of you know organize yourself around that and we thought if we do that with a bit of personalized entertainment then we'll do that it's tradition voodoo vince for christina so there we go we may do that later other than that have a wonderful wonderful weekend i will see you later take care bye bye